we ultimately see that the managers who will be around tomorrow will be those that will take action on climate change today. On today's Blue Bay Insights podcast, we're joined by Mylin Nago, who heads up ESG investment risk at Blue Bay. Welcome, Mylin. Thanks for having me, Anna. So ESG feels like one of the leading topics of the year. We've seen BlackRock's Larry Fink call for united action from governments and shareholders to tackle climate change. And then Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum, putting the environment and climate change on the top of the agenda at Davos 2020. Mylin, are you seeing elevated interest from Blue Bay investors regarding climate change and ESG as a whole? Yes, I know. I think um, definitely it's always been around um, and I've been in this field for for nearly um, two decades now. But certainly in the last sort of six to nine months, we've really seen a tipping point in terms of interest in that area. I don't think it's necessarily surprising because 2019 was um, a very visible year for some of the physical impacts of climate change coming through. There was very clear direction of travel from politicians in terms of the regulation that will come through on climate change. And more broadly on environmental issues, I think, you know, um, it really came to um, home for a lot of people, um, the public, in terms of the issue about plastics and the impact on biodiversity. So leading people to take action, certainly there. And then more generally on social issues, I don't think we should forget that, is there is a continued social unrest and in rising populism, all stemming from, I guess, concerns about human rights, um, these sort of issues. So it's really, really coming to the fore. And in your opinion, what do you think the industry as a whole can do to make a positive contribution to climate change action over, say, the next decade? Oh, gosh, what a big question there, Anna. (laughs) A difficult one to answer at so many different levels. I guess I'll keep it quite broad. Um, I'm really pleased to see the, I guess, the tipping point in terms of um, recognition and awareness um, about climate change and the need to take action. It's been a long time in coming. I think those of us who've been in this field for a while (laughs) feel that it should have happened a long time ago. And potentially, um, I guess our concern um, is that, is it too little, too late? And I hope that's not the case. And I I think the data is telling us at the moment that we have a very um, small window, but there is a window in the next 10 years or so to really take action that will uh, result in sort of um, physical impacts of, or physical changes in climate change that will not be dangerous if we act now and if we act swiftly into the scale that we need to do. So, so I think there's a few things that I would sort of encourage the um, financial markets to do. Um, The first one is maybe very obvious, but actually to be honest and recognise and not put our heads in the sand is that there is this very real danger of um, climate change and it could very profoundly change our um, our society and economic systems and represent systemic risk. So we have to recognise that we need to take action now and we need to take it quickly and we need to take it on an unprecedented um, level. So I think that's the first one. Secondly, with anything, we need to be brave because it's always hard to be the first one to take action. Um, But we really do need to realign and reconfigure how we think about what we value in society and what's um, the worth of something that I think the easiest way to think about it is that it's not just about a question about what do I have to retire with at the end of the day, but actually what is sort of what is the world that I want to retire into? Uh, And I think um, that's really important to help sort of frame it in that way. And it makes you actually lead to very different ways of approaching things. So that's what I would say. We have a real opportunity here now to sort of 
have real stewardship in terms of how we manage society and actually redeploy capital and sort of build more sustainable economic models, which actually um, decouple environmental degradation from economic growth. Um, the third area I'd, I'd highlight is that we need to be smart. I think people talk about climate change just in terms of the downside risks, but there are opportunities. Um, with the um, changes in capital flows, there will be winners and losers. So it's really important for us to, to examine those and understand where the opportunities will lie and make sure that we, we, we are sort of in there ahead of the curve. And that will mean fundamentally appro approaching how we invest in a very different way. Another point I would say is that probably maybe my last one is that climate change is a global problem that requires global solutions. No single stakeholder has all the answers, so we all need to play our part um, in this. So we need to be inclusive. Um, the new models of finance will need different participants to come together to share the risk burden and to really sort of innovate. So I think all of those elements, be honest, be brave, be smart and be inclusive, are really important. Great, thank you very much. So from the high level topics that you outlined, are you seeing the industry take um, cultural shifts or make cultural changes to allow these high level topics to overwrite the old ways of doing things? Gosh, I think it's always really hard to change um, what you, uh, the way you do things because I think it's very natural and the safe thing to carry on as you've always been. I think like I mentioned earlier, I think it, it's great that the industry is starting to recognise this. But I think the, the change has been slow so far. I really hope going to this year and into the next decade, we will see an acceleration mm -hmm. of that shift. Um, and I definitely think that society and other stakeholders are certainly looking for the industry to um, sort of take more of an active role. So the scrutiny is increasing. The expectation is heightening. Um, there's nowhere to hide in this area now. So I really think this is a great opportunity for the industry to, to really sort of demonstrate its social value to society in terms of its role and what it can bring in terms of as a state caper, which can actually facilitate sustainable flows of capital and allocate that appropriately to the benefit of society. So here at Blue Bay, I mean, ESG has always been a part of the company, but what are we doing um, now to make it even more of a priority? Yes, um, I'll definitely re reiterate the point that it is not as if it's a, it's a new area that we've been in. Um, as investment managers, we, we obviously take into account every possible um, investment material and relevant um, risks when we're looking to make investments. But I would certainly say um, that what has been gradually changing is that the way that we've approached this has been more strategic mm -hmm. and we've certainly worked to formalise how we've approached this area. I guess um, I focused our efforts sort of around four, three broad category areas, really. The first is um, aiming to educate, really sort of work to raise awareness internally and help improve understanding and knowledge about the um, impacts of climate change and other ESG-related issues. So that if you don't, obviously, if you don't have informed inv information, you can't make informed investment decisions. Secondly, as a result of having that um, information, I want to um, help them evaluate the ESG risks and opportunities um, systematically um, in our investment decisions. So obviously climate change we do see as one of those systemic risks that impacts a range of different sectors across a range of geographies and impacts a range of different sovereigns. So it's really about that working to develop the internal tools and infrastructure to, to really make sure that um, evaluation is embedded within what we do as a, a standard process. 
And then lastly, the other area is to engage, to make sure that we actually do something with that information and we do something with that um, insight that we've gained in terms of taking action, whether that's in terms of dialoguing with issuers to get them to uh, provide more information to help us improve our understanding of how they're managing the risk of climate change or where we already have that information, we feel that they are not taking sufficient action to mitigate that risk. We want to make sure we protect that because for us as debt investors, it's ultimately about capital preservation. So we're very conscious about that. And then beyond sort of engaging with issuers is actually engaging with wider stakeholders in society. This point that I made earlier about collective action and inclusive sort of partnerships and collaborations to make sure that we we align what we do and we coordinate our efforts so that it's not being um, implemented in an inefficient and ineffective way. Because coming back to this point, we really do only have a decade to act. And it's really important that we don't waste that because the window is closed. So we have a decade to act, but in terms of the next 12 months, short term, are you seeing um, any focus areas come to the fore in terms of ESG investing as a whole? Gosh, crystal ball, always difficult to do this. Challenging question. I guess I think it's really important. We talk about a decade to act, but I think for a lot of people, they see 2020 as setting the tone for how the next decade will go Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the, the, the scale of ambition. And certainly that's why I think we're expecting a lot of scrutiny, a lot of expectation this year. Certainly the theme of climate change will carry on. I think it will become increasingly political as more and more regulation comes through to to force this through. And the role of the private sector and the financial markets are really sort of put to the fore. I think apart from the environmental dimensions of climate change, it's also going to be important um, that we don't neglect the social dimension of that in terms of the need for a just, a just transition in terms of that low carbon move, because there is going to be some fundamental shifts in economic activities and people will be left behind. And um, We need to do something about that. So I think the sort of social human rights dimension um, is really important. And then more broadly, um, on the social side is obviously this next decade is important for the global goals in terms of the UN um, Sustainable Development Goals. So there's a real opportunities for governments to take action and for the private sector and the financial sector to play its role in that. On a more practical basis, I guess for me, is that I I hope this year will bring um, innovation um, in terms of new ESG data and tools and analytics to really help people like ourselves, um, you know, educate ourselves, better evaluate what we do so that we can actually engage um, on this area. So um, that's what we're struggling with at the moment Mm -hmm. in terms of we, um, there's lots of things we don't know. (laughs) um, And it would be great to to have better data to help us make informed um, decisions. So certainly it's a very exciting um, space to be in at the moment. And it's something that we recognize that um, it's something that we, we need to step up and we're very much committed to doing that because we ultimately see that the managers who will be around tomorrow will be those that will take action um, on climate change today. Looks like a busy year ahead. Definitely. (laughs) Mylin, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Blue Bay Insights podcast. For more insights, head over to bluebay.com and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission 
and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except pursuant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials. The offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.